welcome back to another episode of Chocolate with a Side of Medicine. I am with your lovely host. I am Amy Jo MD. I've got with me Dr. Sunshine. What up, though? <laughs> Dr. No No. Hey, guys. Long time no see. And Dr. Chris. Hi. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Oh, my God. We miss y'all. We miss y'all. Definitely. I've been talking to you all, not on camera or on video or recorded for a long time because so many things have happened since we've been gone that I've been like, I wish I could record this right now. (laughs) 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 I'm not the only one because it's stuff be happening and I'm like, why, why aren't we recording? You know, the first two weeks of January were, were a trip. So, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> January forget that let's go to, let me see I'm trying to figure out how far back I got off we we weren't recording when you know uh Cassie uh stripped Diddy oh. of his all his uh major <laughs> stuff yeah we mm-hmm. were recording then and there was lots of discuss on that um jeez oh uh, I mean what else it's funny you said uh, you started off saying like cat I thought you were gonna say cat Williams but then you went oh, Cassie and I was like oh, oh. yeah but cat but Cat yeah. <laughs> Williams was out here on these podcast streets giving that work. I couldn't watch it um, all. It's too long. I couldn't watch it all. It is too long. I, I didn't watch the whole thing. thing. I watched like snippets. I have not watched the whole thing. Um, I'm I'm trying to. I had to break it up in pieces. But we we miss Cat Williams. Um, we missed. Uh, I mean, it was a it was a big deal for like uh podcasting. We missed uh Simone Biles and her wonderful husband and that whole thing although you know they're young i was I, I felt bad for them but you know that was a thing um flu and covid and rsv came in here wrecking shop so right. uh y'all were out here in these streets giving giving out all the upper respiratory viruses mm. i mean you know it's been insane and we started the election year so everybody out here is losing their damn minds oh, so i mean you know lots has happened since we were since we were not you know recording mm. and our and our very own dr sunshine is out here in these pregnancy streets yeah. ready to pop okay y'all Ooh. this week is the week this week y'all mm-hmm. she fine though you can't see her i just want y'all to know she is that's very nice that's very generous that's very yes they're being very generous she's holding she's she's holding it well she looks great fine but you know what i but but you know what i am tired i am tired yeah you know just because i'm not getting a lot of sleep but aside from that you know i'm pretty good i was telling the girls earlier i'm blessed considering all the things that could be happening especially black women in pregnancy and things like that so overall i am very blessed but i am tired and baby comes this week, so you know I'm happy I could get on here with the girls <laughs> because I clearly I clearly could have been like, hey y'all, listen, <laughs> pause, <laughs> right? Because you know what, I'm not gonna lie to you. Because if it were me, I'd have been like, Mm-mm, I need months off, like, cause I can't. <laughs> you know, you know what? Yeah, that morning sickness would have taken me out. I I probably just called out or just use my FMLA. Like I can't be walking around about to. Nah, I I probably work to the end. Knowing me, even though I complain, I'll probably work to the end. They'd be right. like, um, why are you still here? Because I got to work. Yeah, you know, I don't think like I mean, God willing, if I do this again, I'm not gonna work this deep into my pregnancy ever again. 
because like I was like, oh, I'll be fine until like maybe two weeks before, you know, I'm supposed to deliver. I'm like, listen, y'all, as soon as it as soon as Christmas was over, I'm like, why am I still working? Well, and then the new year came. I'm like, why am I still working? And then like weeks into it, I'm like, why did I think two weeks before was like a great time frame to just cut it off? I'm like, I should have been like some people don't even work past like seven months right they'd be like oh i need a good two three months off before baby comes to like reset my chakras and i'm like nah i was like oh nah two weeks that's good i'm like why am i still here like because you didn't do it right you didn't do it right because remember i told you you were telling i think one time you told me like you had to walk and you get a little winded i'm like listen i would have my own little scooter okay <laughs> i ain't walking <laughs> i'd have been in a scooter listen i get it for all the older folks that need it i'll get you a nice little like wheelchair you know Oops, listen you just out here you out here passing out motorized scooters like cars like Help, listen listen you can get mm, something from mm, somebody mm. you know somebody who get a scooter <laughs> but the bigger and bigger the bigger and bigger <laughs> that's what i would have done it's hard to do the job that we do because like the majority of my yeah. job is like, you know, like you're listening to, you're listening to other people. So it's kind of right. like you get bigger and then your energy is gone and then you're trying to listen and problem solve with them. And then it gets to the point where you're just like, yo, like it is just <laughs> no offense. I love my patients. I really do. But like, I usually have a lot of patience as in like the virtue for mm-hmm. my patients. But the further along I got in this pregnancy, I was just like, listen, I just got more and more blunt. I'm like, listen, okay, stop talking. Pause, pause. (laughs) (laughs) You got to, you got to take your meds. Just take your meds. Just take your meds. I'm like cutting these conversations like way short. I'm like, pause. Okay, stop. Stop talking. You got to take your meds. That's it. Like, that's it. That's the end. Like, that's, you know, like I'm giving you the bottom line, Cliff Notes version. Take your meds. You're not taking them. You got to take them. That's it. Anything else? Do you have any other questions? <laughs> it might just be a 2024 thing because I definitely started the year like, listen, we're not, we can't do this. But usually, I, usually set the year I'm like, like this. Usually I'm like, oh my gosh, tell me the barriers that you have. Like what's what's stopping you from taking your meds? Is this deeper? Like, tell me more about like now I'm just I'm like, yo, you gotta listen, <laughs> just figure it out. Figure it out. Take your meds. <laughs> Please and thank you. Yes. Nah, yeah. I, my questions are a little different too. Like, it's not about like, what's the bear? I'm like, I tell them like, well, I sent you refills. So you, why are you not getting your refills? Oh, okay. So you just don't why want you to take, take it? Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. what do you think that you don't have a chronic condition? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> so I talk to them like, and it's like, okay. You don't going into 2024, you have, let's, when I ask you the question, do you have any medical problems? And you say no. And then I look at your medication list and there's 20 different meds on there. <laughs> Sir and ma'am, you have chronic medical conditions. So please, yeah. let's, let's stop. Especially if you're on medications. Because you can have some chronic, chronic diseases and not taking any medicines that have nothing on there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like you, you have a chronic medical condition. If I see amiodarone, Eliquis, and some mm. variant of metformin on your, like, no, let's, you got a heart condition. If you don't know the name of it, that's fine. Just let me know and I'll go look it up. Let's, let's not do that going into 2024, please. But, uh, but aside from, you know, things like that, Overall, things are fine. 
But I also like, and I might have mentioned this on one of our previous podcasts, maybe from last season. I don't know if I mentioned it like out loud, but I feel like when you get like really pregnant, like really, mm-hmm. really pregnant, and you're like out and about, like walking through, I don't know, girl, Target, the grocery store, anywhere. Mm-hmm. It just like prompts people to like come up to you and talk to you and just like start conversation about like anything. They'll be like, oh my gosh, you're so pregnant. And it could be like, I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, obvious. I'm like, soon. They're like, oh my gosh, are you so, they're complete strangers, y'all. Like complete yeah. strangers. And you know, all you're thinking in your head is I came in here to get some milk. I'm just right. trying to like run in, run out. And it's just random people who just approach you like, oh my gosh, I remember with my first one, I was so nervous. Are you nervous? Is this your first? Oh my, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know y'all. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just random just so people, but they you. mean well. They yeah, mean well. So happy. And they're just like, oh my gosh, look at you. You're cute as a, you're not swollen or nothing. I'm like, I know. I Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to pick up some cheese. <laughs> just trying like, to get in, just and out. get in and out right <laughs> but the bigger you are it just prompts all this conversation yeah. and I'm just like yeah, I'm just yeah. not used to it and I'm an extrovert y'all I'm a strong extrovert mm-hmm. and, I, mm-hmm. and I'm true. just not used Very to true. people just like it takes me off guard I'm just used to minding my business and I'm just like okay cool whatever boom 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 but then Oh my gosh. Even if you're just waiting in line to pay for groceries, you're just waiting in line. You're just minding your business and people just like prompt conversation. I'm just like, y'all, I'm just, so you're just just used to, you're used to being the person that prompts the conversation randomly to folks. You're not, I leave pregnant women alone because I don't know where you are in your pregnancy. I don't know what you're going through. I leave pregnant women alone for the most part. (laughs) Yeah. That's because you know, but everybody people get so excited I th- yeah. baby, you know babies make folks excited it does so, that is true that is yeah. true people get They're so like, happy oh my gosh babies you know it was really cool speaking of babies i saw um a patient of mine i hadn't seen her in a she was coming for her annual exam the last time i saw her was this time last year she had since had a baby and she was like you know you got me pregnant and i was like what are you talking about she was like the last time i was here for my annual exam we did a pap and some, and you know, you can, well, for people who don't know, um, you can tell who's ovulating often in a pap smear. If you, when you guys are ovulating, like there's just, there's a look, there's a discharge, there's all this kind of stuff. And so at that time I was like, Ooh, um, you ovulating girl. So, you know, if you're trying to get pregnant, you might want to go ahead and, you know, make it happen. Cause you're ovulating. She was like, I told my, I went home that day and told my husband that. And he was, he was all the way focused. He was like, listen here, Dr. Jones just said, listen here, let's go. Such said that, you know, you are ovulating. So we have to do it. And she was like, and we got pregnant. We got pregnant that week. She was like, Uh so thank you. Yay. And I have told women like, and now it's a running joke, like with like people in my office, because I'm like, listen. I have told many women this. Some of them don't believe me. And they come back surprised. And some of them believe me and they come back pleasantly surprised. But I'm just telling you right now, friend, that you look like someone that is ovulating. Mm-hmm. So mm. take that with what you will. Have a good weekend or not. But you're ovulating. <laughs> just for the have record. Have a good weekend or not. Yeah, That's so funny. Yeah. So, yep. She was like, thank you. 
And I was like, you're not ovulating right now. So just, just so you know, I don't see any signs of you. No. <laughs> just for the record. But I do try to tell them. Like, if it's obvious, you and y'all know, y'all see it. Like, that that long, stringy discharge, that, mm-hmm. that cervical os is a little open a little bit. And it's just like, you are prime. Your whole body is trying to set you up. It's like, if somebody come up in here, I'm about to get pregnant. Um, I tell people. Because people are like, you know, no, nah, I don't want to get pregnant. I'm like, that's not how it works. That You know that's not how it works, right? Like, that's not how it works. Your body, every month, is plotting against you. And its sole mission is to get you pregnant. I don't know what your brain is talking about, but your body and your brain do not agree um, at least once a month. Mm. That it is like, everything I'm doing right now, I'm trying to get you knocked up. I done made your lips bigger. Your skin is smooth. Your skin is popping. Your cheeks are rosy. Your breasts are a little bit bigger. You're breathing a little bit heavier. You don't really see any of this stuff, but it is all happening. And you are admitting every pheromone that says, come get some of this goodness right here so I can get pregnant. That is what your body is doing to you all the time. And so if you really don't want to get pregnant, then you got to, you know, protect yourself accordingly. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, get pregnant. And I'm down either way, right? When you come in my office pregnant, it might be a surprise to you, but we be there like, uh, uh, what? Baby. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the dance you do every time when you hear it. Like, yep. Yes, yes, yes. I'd be yes. like, oh, 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 my bad. Is this, you is this, this? what you want? No. no. Oh, no. my gosh. <laughs> I can change it, right? We can, we can, we can, whatever look, you want to do for you, whatever you want to do. No, we saying no. Okay, I'm focused. I'm oh, back. We go. Okay. All right. No, we the plan, <laughs> plot, what we have to do, right? We're in South Carolina. So, you know, we got to, it's got a little tricky on this, right? So, but what do you want to do? Um, so when it comes yeah. to that, we your good friend. You know, that friend that you have that's down for whatever, whatever you want. <laughs> I'm down. We, we I'm all the way friend. down. We're your good you, friend. I, but I tell people, we, I don't say land. I say, you know, we law locked, right? Like, so, you know, mm. for us, you know, maybe not for uh, Dr. Sunshine, Dr. No, but for me and Dr. Chris, we, we, uh, we love, we're a little law locked in here. So mm. we typically law locked, not land locked. <laughs> We Jeez. law locked. We need to do it's accurate on purpose. Um, mm-hmm. so you know, and, and and we need to do non-pregnancies on purpose. So we we really, I probably t- you know, funny. I probably talk about more birth control now than I did then. Um, because mostly most women are actually really good with saying, "Hey, what you think about birth control?" And and once they say it, fine, we're talking about it. But now I feel more obligated to be like, "Hey, just for the record, do you want some birth control or not?" Because I'm just saying, you know, you, you're in college or you just started working and you, you sound like you're living your best life, which is cool, but, um, this is about to get real bad for you. Right. So like, what, what's your plan? What's your plan? What is your you plan? Don't want Cause to, then we should act accordingly and be like, oh, well, you know, if it happens, mm, is that what you want though? Cause I mean, we could, there are, there are options. Cause you're going to be stressed. Right. If you, if you get pregnant. And pregnancies now in the South are unwanted pregnancies. Let me say unwanted pregnancies now Mm -hmm. in the South are stressful. Mm -hmm. So luckily, um, we haven't had that many. Um, I spend more time in my office, as y'all know, I spend more time in my office trying to get women pregnant than I do preventing them. But um, it's uh, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So 
But yay, babies! I can't wait for this little bean to Ooh, come out. Did you, uh, Doctor Sunshine? I was just thinking, my um, my friend has like the Rolls Royce of uh, baby uh, uh, bassinets. Apparently, it's like it's like you kind of put the baby in like a little straight jacket and like this little bassinet. That, <laughs> that sounds like, so strange that you said straight jacket. <laughs> Oh, like the little coddle things. Yeah. No, like, no, no. They oh, have they have these weighted. They have like like kind of like these weighted. I don't know what you want to call them. It's like a. It kind of like does look like a straight jacket. It does, <laughs> but it. <laughs> but it's almost like a. It's like a, a weighted. Um, I guess it's a weighted onesie. You could think about yeah, it, they but it swear by that thing. Like they got the best nights of sleep. Like using yeah, but it makes the baby feel like they're still in the womb or like they're being hugged. Oh. It's like weighted so that they fall asleep faster. Um, and it's like, uh, we actually just got one. So my, yeah, my husband, my husband, his brother, you know, they had a couple and they gave us theirs and they're like, Oh, you guys, you guys are going to love this. And I'm like, what is this? And like, Dr. No, no. I was like, is this a straight jacket? Like what the hell does this do? <laughs> so, then I, so then I Googled it. And then, you know, of course it's like an instructional video you can watch. I was like, Oh, wow. that's what it does. Okay. I was like, cause, cause it looks hot. Like a little no, blanket, like. It yeah. does, but like they um like the the friend the friend's husband like all all the lawyers at that firm like they just gave them to their to their families because like we need to make sure that our employees get sleep so y'all can just have this and just give it back when you're done. That um, sounds great. So I saw but it doesn't it. look. It doesn't look, it doesn't feel as hot as it looks. Cause when I first saw it, I'm like, whoa, I'm like, we're in California. Like this thing looks hot. Like you got to zip the kid up in that thing. And then yeah, they're just yeah. like, like, you know, like they can't move, <laughs> but it's literally like, instead of like how adults use like a weighted blanket, yeah. it's like a weighted onesie that they wear and you zip them up in it and it helps them to sleep. Apparently mm-hmm. I'll let y'all know how it goes, yeah. but like, yeah. Let us know. I mean, yeah, the concept cool. like makes sense. So yeah. Mm-hmm. We get, I, I will, I will say this and then in case we don't do a chocolate kisses segment, I don't know if we will, but I will say an overall huge thank you to all of our friends and family who gave us like lots of love, lots of support, lots of gifts from both baby showers that we had. We had two, one in Cali, one in Miami. Um, we just went through all of our gifts and all of the things and we are very prepared and we have a great village. You know, so whether they're sending love from afar or if they sent gifts or even like we have a bunch of Marvel onesies, lots of Spider-Man onesies. (laughs) Of course. Uh, I guess it's I guess it's because I'm black and my husband's Latino. We're making like a little Miles Morales, I guess. So everybody's really on this like (laughs) Spider-Man tip. Everybody's really hardcore on this Spider-Man tip. It's like they're like, what? Black Latino? Oh, that's Miles Morales. You guys are gonna have a little Spider-Man. That's so dope. And I'm like, what? Uh, what? How did we get how did we get here? So we have a lot of Marvel-esque things. That's so cool. <laughs> which makes my husband which makes my husband very happy because he's a huge Marvel fan. So Yes. I remember from the listen. Wedding. Yes. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> So yeah, Aww. just a quick shout out to all all the peeps who've either given me kind words or love or car seats or all these things that we have. So we are very blessed. And thank y'all. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. But so yeah. I guess we can transition to the trending topic now. Yeah, what you got for us? Yeah, all right, got? so I only got one topic, y'all. Got one topic today. You don't really <laughs> only have to have one because Amy Jo listed off all the trending things that had happened since we last recorded. So yeah, she definitely we got plenty. Did. She definitely did. So, okay. So basically, there was a report that came out 
um, American Cancer Society reported that colon and rectal cancer um, is now the leading cause of cancer death risk in younger adults now. So as you know, a lot of um, before colon cancer screening was done for 50 people age 50 and older, and now they have recently changed the, well, they changed it about maybe about one or two years ago, I think, um, the the age for screening now. Now the screening is age 45. But we're also seeing there is some people even younger than 45 that are getting colon cancer um, and literally dying from it. And uh, the thing is, they're, they're seeing that now, um, they were saying that younger people tend to be diagnosed at later ages, and that's usually when the cancer is more aggressive. So we're seeing younger people having breast cancer, colon cancer. Um, so, and we don't, we don't really know necessarily why, but there are a lot of things that I think that they're, that the doctors are saying, they're saying that are contributing to the fact that people are getting cancer at earlier ages. I mean, we're living longer and also a lot of environmental factors. And one big thing that they did mention is obesity because obesity is a risk factor for a lot of cancers. And especially with colon cancer, red meat, eating a whole lot of mm-hmm. red meat increases risk and family history too. So they're saying that a lot of the colon cancer risk that they've seen, like about a third of them, of the cases are related to like, they could be family history like someone in the family mm. had it and then they didn't, maybe they didn't say this to the doctor. They didn't get a screening earlier than normal times that we do general screening for the population. But um, so I just thought that that was an interesting thing to say. And I wanted to bring it up basically since, you know, it's the new year. A lot of people start doing their annuals and the new year, like resolutions and all of that. Just like really need to like see your doctors, talk to them. Find out your family history. Mm-hmm. Get eat yeah. better, exercise, do the things that we can do. You just spent the past quarter. You spent in a Q four twenty twenty three hanging out with family. So you exchanged phone numbers. You got in touch with folks that you hadn't seen. Right, y'all all on Facebook. I know y'all got y'all private groups. Like you got your WhatsApp groups and everything. Ask some questions, people. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised at um how much family history people don't know like even in their immediate in their immediate family you're like so you know any past history i ask almost everyone men any history of any prostate colon cancer women any history of any colon breast cervical ovarian cancer and most of my young people my young adults are like i don't know you've got to ask ask your mama ask your grandmama um ask your cousins like ask someone so that we can kind of help you navigate it because people will say I don't know their family history and then at the same time they'll turn around and say well can you just scan me for everything because I just want to make sure I don't have anything Mm -hmm. and I keep saying I'm sure we've said this before with the exception of when we did the the trending topic of when Kim Kardashian was Mm -hmm. out here telling everybody to get that complete body scan we have said many times there is no, oh, just walk me through this machine so it can check me from head to toe. And even if there was a machine that could walk you through to check you from head to toe, you would simply be clear from cancer today. Mm-hmm. Next week, different ball game. 
So take advantage of this time because people are still in touch with their families and friends and your new year's resolutions. You decided to, you know, be more present in people's lives, which I think is great. You decide to eat healthy, which is great. Exercise more, which is great. Get your family history. And if you are behind on your routine health screenings, get them done. Men, this is for y'all. I am mm-hmm. still surprised. It, it At least once a year, I'm going to have some man come in here and tell me he can't get a colonoscopy because things don't go up his butt. Y'all, if y'all don't drop them ass cheeks off to the um, GI doctor so that <laughs> you can get this colonoscopy. Yes. What? It, it, it comes up. Yeah, you get men, y'all, and black men. Come, oh, yep. come on, y'all. It's, it's typically black men. I've had at least on two separate occasions, black men tell me things don't go up their butt so they can't get a colonoscopy. I don't even understand what that... Well, sorry. I've been trapped on a women's health clinic, so I don't see men anymore. <laughs> but yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. So I don't... I don't... I don't... I don't... But this is purely from just like a... Like a... <laughs> I can't even... No, we've them. had people What's in happening the hospital here? that refuse colonoscopies because they don't want you know, anything that goes up their butt so it would make them gay. So mm-hmm. that was their prevailing reason for refusing it. So that's the underlying. That's the underlying. Mm-hmm. Are we Probably. sure? No. Are we sure? Because there, cause there are some things. people. Because there are some people that are like, you know, I've heard about it, and then you know, there's a high risk of like puncture if something goes in there, and this and that. Like, so there's some people who are, are a little more versed, and they're like, oh, no, like, what if there's like. Excuse? Yeah, no, it's not that they're not they're not verbally expressing all of that. Like they're in both cases, their words and I quote, "Things should not go up my butt." I yeah, think because... luckily for them, there had been no family history. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, you know, if there's something really up here, worse things are going up and down your butt than this colonoscopy. But you know, it's it is what it is. I mean, colon cancer is nothing to play with, man, because nothing. I mean, we could we could all tell you because we all train in county. We could we've seen so many people who've had colon cancer and they come in and they're in the later stages and then they're like, oh, did you get screened? No. And it's it's horrible. It's just it's at this point, there's no caring about if something's going up your butt or not, because everything's gone up your butt at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a young guy that had colon cancer. I did not diagnose him. I'm mm-hmm. seeing him after the fact, but he was diagnosed at like the age of 34. Think about that. Y'all, oh gosh. this is one of our early episodes. Yeah. Like we was, we was baby podcasters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Colon cancer screenings don't start until the age of 45. Unless, unless there is something that you, that you report in your history that triggers me to check you earlier. It used to be 50. Now we can get most insurance companies to clear it at 45 because the American Cancer Society said 45 was, you know, where it should be. 34. And this and this was him, you know, having stomach pain, stomach issues. He had multiple images. Like, cause I was like, I was like, yo, you've got to tell me how this happened. He was like, I, I just, my stomach was always hurting. I was having all these GI issues. I was changing my diet. They would do a CT scan. Nothing would come back. Everything was fine. Um, they would do something, you know, everything was fine, you know, until finally, 
like seven, eight months into it, he gets a colonoscopy because they just, they cannot image him again. Ultrasound, CTs and everything. Can't find anything. They do this colonoscopy and and there it was. But he'd had multiple CT scans and multiple ultrasounds because he'd see multiple docs because they'd be like, well, let's refer you out to here. Let's refer you out to here. He was young. He was healthy. Got Mm -hmm. muscles popping everywhere. Young guy, ex-military, you know, Mm. eating well, had a good diet. So he did not, and this is, you know, he's quite a unique case, but I still want people to know nothing about anything that he was saying would have triggered it. Mm. And then he got this colonoscopy and it came back. So, you know, I need people to know their history, report their history, and don't stop telling people that something is wrong with your gut. Because yeah. I also think you see those people, too, where they just and I get it, y'all. It, we talk about it, um, discrepancies and and biases in, in healthcare, especially among African-Americans trying to navigate it. And so you get frustrated and you say, OK, I'm, I'm tired of talking about it. I'm not going to say it anymore. you got to keep reporting it until somebody says, OK, let me pause for a second. That's mm-hmm. odd because even the best of us won't catch it until we're like, wait a minute. Let me go back to my note three months ago. Did you just say a few months ago that you were having this? This is still happening? Or it came back? Mm, I think you should get a colonoscopy. That happens all the time. uh, Mm What this 34-year-old, was he having, what other symptoms was he having? Like, you know, blood? Because we look for like Almost like irritable bowel, no blood, no blood. Almost like irritable bowel syndrome kind of things. His stomach was always burning. So they thought gastritis. Mm -hmm. So they did the random things, changed his diet, put him on a PPI. Mm -hmm all these different things. Stomach was still hurting, like really non-specific things. But he just was always complaining about this lower abdominal something, discomfort, bloating, like nothing he would do would change it, right? He's counting his micros and his macros, like extremely healthy guy. He's running miles every day. It's just something is just not right. Has had colon cancer. And and, and like, like, like moderate colon cancer. Not like, oh, look at that little bit. No, like they got in there and was like, oh, uh, you got cancer in here. Legit. Damn. So, you know, those are, those are extreme cases. Um, but it just reminds us to, you know, ask questions, ask your parents, man. We assume, I mean, look, we are physicians. I don't know about y'all, but Every now and then I ask my family about something, some family history. And I swear you would not know sometimes that my mama was a whole registered nurse out here in these streets. Cause I'd be like, how sway, how'd you forget to tell anybody about that? Um, you just, you just been sitting on that information this whole time. Um, like, Oh yeah, I think your grandmama had thyroid cancer. I'm like, you, you could have, um, you could have said that. You could have said that. With the the cancers in your family, you know, it's it's good to know, like, you know, this is the point where we actually want you to be nosy. So, you know, like uh, Amy just said, like, if you're at a gathering and you're just kind of talking, the patriarchs typically know all the juice, all the stuff that's been going on within the family. Um, so if you have questions about anything, I probably would start there. Um, but it also helps to know, like, what type of cancer um, people have. It could be yeah. something real, like, I mean, I know it's it's asking for a lot because cancer is cancer, right? But like, you know, if there's a lot of people in your family that have like breast cancer or ovarian cancer um, and or, or like a mix of the two, pancreatic cancer, then that kind of, you know, the alarm bells start ringing because that is a, that is a specific genetic um, mutation that we can test. And usually this, the 
the treatment for like I usually I'm alluding to the BRCA mutations. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where Angelina Jolie got the prophylactic. She she got the bilateral mastectomy and the oophorectomy. I believe so. Did she get the she got ovaries taken out too? I think so. Yeah. I don't remember, but I think yeah, she did. But I that, don't remember she got oophorectomy. That is a big one where it's not when you get cancer. It is it's 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 not if you get cancer. It's when you get it. So that's one of those mutations where you know your doctor will do the genetic screening. You know, if it comes back positive, then we'll have a conversation with you. And usually, you know, with that type of mutation, for sure, it's like, you know, we're taking the boobs and we're taking the ovaries, you know, hysterectomy. Um, and then talking about family planning and all that, that will, you know, be part of that conversation. But that's something that we would never know um, if, you know, you don't talk to your family and kind of get that information for them beforehand. So be nosy. That's okay. We know this is a, this is a point where we want you to be nosy and ask those questions. I yeah. get you. Good topic, Chris. Yeah. Also, I want to tell people, don't think be thinking every little thing you got is cancer. That's not what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> don't come oh, at me yeah, like, sure. I got abdominal pain. I think Here I got Here go, cancer. Chris, no. with the other side of the coin. Here go, right. Chris. It's not everything is that. Chris is like, that. Chris is like, that being said. <laughs> that being said. Okay. That being said. Don't call me tomorrow. <laughs> don't call me tomorrow and be like, I got abdominal pain for a week and I think I got colon cancer. No. <laughs> yeah, not how it really works. What's that? WebMD and like, you know, look up headache. It's going to tell you brain cancer. So just Yeah. It's it's you know, not that. Very rare. The, the whole gist of it is that we're seeing more instances of this, right? Let's be pay attention to our bodies. Let's have more discussions. Go to our screenings. Know our family history. Have conversations with your doctor. And then we can go from there, right? Because we don't, we have some screening tests, but of course, screening tests are not perfect, right? I mean, we have screening for cervical cancer and the deaths from cervical cancer have gone down because of screenings, right? But Mm -hmm. it's not a perfect system, right? We don't Mm -hmm. have screening for ovarian cancer. No screening for uterine cancer is based on symptoms. Paying attention to your body, you know, coming with the facts for us so we can know where to go, right? Because, if you tell me, oh, yeah, I got some bleeding. Okay, how long did it last? Oh, I don't know. How does it look? Oh, how often? Oh, what, what's the particular timing? When is it? Oh, I'm not sure. You got to come with some more information for me so I can know where to go. That's yeah. all I'm saying. All right. I agree. I'm with it. Cool. Cool. So I know what we're going to do, y'all. You know, it's been a long time. We're trying to come back on the scene. Um, we're giving Dr. Sunshine a little opportunity to say a couple, sprinkle some words. Y'all, listen, I'm telling y'all right now, because, mm-hmm. you know, y'all love Dr. Sunshine. She may or may not be on these next few episodes, okay? Because we don't know what her and this baby <laughs> Why are you telling, telling the people that? Because it's right true. So I'll be like, where is know. she? I mean, I mean, why we can't hear don't from her? Listen, because she might be out here singing lullabies and breastfeeding. Right, so, right. You know, oh my we, God. we may, oh, we may have to, gonna be doing we may have to out. give y'all some updates. So we're going to, we're going to let, you know, Dark Sunshine, you know, sprinkle a little magic on y'all. She's going to give you the 2024, you know, well wishes. <laughs> and then, you know, she may be bouncing in and out this season. All right, y'all. Oh my just, God. Every oh, Joe, you are so funny. You remind so me of, you remind me of like the nurses in my clinic and they're like, are we telling the patient your maternity leave or no? Are we telling them, do you want them to know your business? I don't know. Like, what are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Cause they're, they're calling. We don't know. And I was like, 
yes, you can tell them I'm on maternity leave. They're like, but then if we tell them, then they ask like, well, how long? And then when is she coming back? And can I make my next appointment for when she comes? I'm like, oh my Lord Jesus. I'm like, this is Yeah. I like that. Then they're like, they're opening up. My patients are so attached. They get so attached. It's not Uh, just you. (laughs) But you know, but I think patients are like that with any doctor who they have a connection with. They get attached Mm -hmm. and then they don't want to see anybody but you. Because then they're like, you don't explain it the way doctor such and such explain it. Can you can you do <laughs> yeah, it? The, right. Can you do it the way she do it? And then the covering doctor is like, uh, I'm not them. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like I told you all I got. I don't know what right. to tell you. Like I've given. We're you, yeah. we're just here to like, review your labs. I reviewed your labs. What more do you want from me? Well, Doctor Thurston likes to trend it for me and show me the graph and show me the da da da. I'm glad I'm not alone. Right. No, I was covering for Dr. Chris's patients in our clinic, your residents, <laughs> and your patients love you. They, I walked in the room and they're like, "Who are you?" I'm like, <laughs> "I am covering for your your regular doc." She's like, "Oh, when's she gonna be back?" I'm like, "Man, wow, let's, wow, let's wow, come on." I know they be like that. I had and they'll and they'll say stuff like, you know, but you're you're great and all. But like, like when is yeah. <laughs> but when they coming back? Uh, when they coming back? So next time I get to see them, okay. Exactly. I mean, I guess if I can't see her, I'll see you. I mean, you are. I guess you are right. See you. Right. I got right. I, I know nobody know. else knew. Right. I'm like, why are you offending these providers that are covered? It's like, I mean, I guess I'll see you, but that's not really my my goal. Cause right. I'm like, golly, yeah. okay, right, yeah. right. I'm like, they're just trying to do their job. Yeah, you definitely do. <laughs> these patients be doing do. a lot, but no, it's not supposed to be for me for to drop nuggets. I thought Doctor Noto prepared a prepared an actual topic for us. We can I do did. the topic, or we like, cannot, or whatever. It's cool. Listen, I'm flexible. I mean, I'm like I like the 2023 20, 24 recap. Well, c- c- correction, 2023 2024 20, recap. Yeah. A lot of things have gone. I mean, we've got plenty to ramble on about. First of all, we missed y'all, and y'all know I feel like some of the best feedback that I get from our listeners is when we're just on here cutting up. They'd be like so funny oh my god i love that episode i'm like we weren't even talking about nothing but okay i mean we can do it here's what we should not be doing in 2024 mm, having sex mm, without condoms mm, if you're not trying to get mm. pregnant i know right? you were gonna right. do that we got i know the, you were gonna do that you look always, i got my, I got my first chlamydia of the year and i'm like i asked mm. you if you use condoms every single time and you said yes and i said every single time you said yes every single time then how is this chlamydia positive on your results? Because chlamydia don't jump through condoms. <laughs> hey, listen, people. If we're trying to get pregnant, by all means, ride the magic stick. But she if said, you're ride not the magic stick, I love that. Wow. Pregnant. Wow. And you're just casual or you just, or, or I think, and this is for the young people, right? Oh man, it's I remember really being for the young, young so I'm not judging you. I'm just so far removed from it. I'm like, ooh, I don't remember. I don't want to go back to those days. Look, if you aren't sure if your partner is as committed as you, that's a good reason to use condoms. Mm-hmm. Um, not using condoms is a bad way to prove your love or your trust in somebody. You can still express you, express that you love and trust them in other ways, but use condoms because i am shocked at how many stds we got and it's just it the just 21st started. just started it just got into january i have to i have to interject and just say 
Amy Joe always says, here's what we're not going to do. We got to have a session with you just starting <laughs> out. Here's what we're not going to do. Because she always. I love when she does that. She'd be like, here's what we're not going to do. <laughs> she don't tell you what she's going to do. She's going to say what you're not going to do. Well, I, I mean, the, I mean, there's something there's something that Dr. Chris mentioned like earlier for sure, and I think it should definitely be on the list because mm. it's also a pet peeve. Like it bothers me, of course it does. It bothers all of us, but it really, really bothers my husband, and he comes home and he like rants about it all the time. But like, what we're not gonna do, y'all, stop lying to your doctor. Like, yeah. just yes. stop it. Like, just stop lying to us. Like, just. Just be, just be real. To be real with you, half the time, more than half the time, your blood work goes snitch on you anyway. Just stop lying to your doctor. Yeah. Just stop it because then we do this song and this dance where I got to ask you questions and then you'd be like, uh, uh, you'd be like, all right, doc, you got me. You got me. <laughs> right. Right. You know what? I didn't use a condom. You're, you're, you're right. I'm like, I know no. I'm right. <laughs> You know what? I'm not taking that insulin. I know. I know you're not taking the insulin. I already know. Why are you playing this game with me? Our appointments are X amount of time and you done spent half of it lying to me. Why? Because you know, because honestly, if, if we were keeping it all the way real, I would sooner you just tell me what you're not taking and what you're not going to take. And then just let us make a plan based on that, right? Yes. Like, particularly like diabetes is one mm-hmm. because, you know, everybody finds Jesus after they get diagnosed with uncontrolled mm-hmm. diabetes. <laughs> and now you want to be ready to, you know, take back your life. Okay, that's fine. I am putting you on this medicine because I see your risk, right? In my mind, I'm thinking, okay, how do I make sure that you don't have a stroke, a heart attack, lose your kidneys, go blind, end up on dialysis before you figure it out? But I am also well aware some of y'all ain't going down the road of medicine. And while I disagree, mm-hmm. I am a family medicine physician. I am skilled at operating in complete dysfunction. And I'm going to sleep very well at night. That's fine. Dysfunctional or not, we're going to make it work. So if you would just tell me to my face, listen, well, let me tell you what I'm not going to do, doc. I ain't taking X, Y, Z. I can at least document that and say, well, here's my next recommendation. If this is the route you're going to go, then here's how strict you need to be on your diet. Here's how often you need to check your blood sugars. Here's what you need to be aware of. And here are the things you need to look out for. And then let me see if your way works. Because if we keep showing up and you're letting me titrate your medicine, I'm putting that in air quotes, and I'm thinking you're taking this medicine and you keep coming back with the same thing, I already know that you're not taking it. But we can't we can't optimize your plan because you lie to me. Mm-hmm. What is that? That doesn't help. That doesn't help. Listen, lie to your family at home because y'all do that anyway. You want to go home and say, <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they said it was great. That's fine. If you want to lie to people, I, I ain't got nothing to do. You just don't want them in your business. That's what I'm going to chalk it up to. But in here, in this, in this closed room, in these walls where it's just me, you, and my scribe, I mean, what are we talking about? Like, what do you, that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't help. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you're doing yourself the disservice, not me. You don't want to take the medicine. If you don't want to take it, that's on you. But you're not going to say that I didn't tell you you should take the medicine. 
that's not. Or what, if it's giving you a side say. effect, tell me right. something. Tell me something, and we could come up with something else. Because with diabetes, there's plenty of other medicines we can use. There's you don't got to use this one. Yes, blood pressure the same, y'all. Same. There are other medicines to take for your blood pressure. There's other medicines to take for your cholesterol. There's yeah. other medicines to take for your depression. There's other medicines to take for your anxiety. There's other medicines to take for your muscle pain. Mm-hmm. There's other medicines to take for your muscle spasms. There are other medicines to take for your migraines and your headaches. There are other medicines to take for almost everything that ails you. You just got to tell me what you're not taking or what you want to do, right? And so some of my, you know, some of our older patients that kind of have been with us for a while, they get it. They'd be like, yeah, I, I just decided I'm not going to take it. We take it off. I'm going to take it right off your medication list because I don't right. want you, me, or anybody else confused about what you are or are not taking. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go from there. But don't and do please, that. I agree. 224, don't lie about your medicine. Mm-hmm. And then in addition to what you're not taking, please tell us what you are taking that we didn't prescribe you so that we can figure a plan out from that because we had a lady come in um she had really bad like menopausal symptoms um so she went on amazon i was i think i was talking to her for like 15 minutes trying to figure this out because she had like bilateral peas um so i was talking to her and blood clots in the lungs and she had ordered a estrogen supplement off of amazon oh Hmm. So I'm like, did you did you tell your doctor about your menopause symptoms? And she's like, no, I mean, I saw this, you know, ad and I figured this would help. So I, I started taking it. And I'm like, how long have you been taking this for? She's like, oh, maybe like three months. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. So, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, so we had a I actually spent like half an hour talking to her and her husband. I'll be like, look, we can't you know, if you if you're taking a supplement, that's fine, but you need to let us know because we need to tell you like the side effects that can come with it and if it interacts with any of the other medications that you've been taking. So this, I'm luckily you, you came in when you did because if this was a saddle PE, you may not, we may not be talking right now. So um, yeah, so that's, that's very important to tell and- us what you're going to take, what you're not taking and what you're substituting for the thing that we probably were prescribed and should be taking. So and these, I think people think like these, um, well, actually, I guess, I guess I'm not actually sure what they're thinking, but these mail order, Amazon delivery, testosterone, estrogen and stuff like that, they are legit mm-hmm. hormone modulators or the hormone themselves, yes. y'all. Like yes. this is not estrogen. harmless. It's like, yes, it should be, it should be monitored. whether or not it should be legal or illegal. That's not my, my battle. Right. But if you are ordering a hormone off of the internet or you got it from your friend or something like that, you've got to tell one of your doctors, right? You got to tell somebody like, this is what I'm taking. We can't make you not take it, right? I can't, I'm not going to bust in your house and be like, where that bottle at? Like, no. you're going to take it. You, It's all yours to take it. But I think you should at least be aware of the risk, right? So... Mm. Estro- being highly estrogenic comes with its fair share of problems. Right. And also, it, depending on you, exactly, because depending on your age, it's not even recommended to be on estrogen because it can increase risk of stroke, heart attack, all these other things. Right. Yeah. Depending I gotta, on the I dose. I got a patient that's taking some testosterone. Oh, um, that's the worst. He, 
he hadn't been back in my office yet, so he don't know that I know. But you know, when you take care of families and the whole look, families mm-hmm. and coworkers, God, oh, they, they gonna be, tell you and be like, <laughs> I just so you know, I was yes. on break the other day and you ain't heard this from me, but this is your patient. It's such and such a say. I'd be <laughs> like, Man, y'all be telling Tell Yo, on you. Family members tell yeah, on each other, don't they? <laughs> don't they? My, my cousin, and you ain't heard this from me, but um, he got this this thing called such and such from my from my uncle Ray Ray, and he taking it. He taking mm. it. he ain't taking another medicine you game, but he taking mm. it. And I'd be like, oh, you make because oh, I'll forget. Yeah, they'll tell it. They'll tell it all the time. So, but. You gotta those supplements are not are not um benign, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning they, they do have a cause and effect. Some of them are probably fine to use, right? We were just talking about um berberine and mm-hmm. cinnamon and I think there's um like the, there's a JJ Smith, um she has a like a diabetes supplement. Mm-hmm. It actually has a lot of those kind of combined in one. I I can't remember the name of it, but those supplements, you know, I'm not pushing back on any of those supplements. I'm not, I'm not here to fight about that, but, um, it's nice to know what you're taking. Um, but most people, what you know, you know, what really gets me, they got a whole medicine cabinet of supplements they're taking that they're taking every day. Right. And they will admit to taking them. And then you're like, okay, well, 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 what's the name of it? And and how much of it? I don't know. Whatever the bottle says. Wait a minute. Wait. So. When I prescribe you a medication, you won't get off the table without me telling you the milligrams, how, what time of day you have to take it, any any anticipated side effects. Like you're you're grilling me like down to you know the very end. But TikTok told you that this supplement works. You found it on Amazon and you bought it. And now you don't even, you barely the name of it, how many milligrams is in it, or how often you're supposed to take it. Well, how often you take it? Well, I don't know. I just take it once a day. Was that what it says? Because not all supplements say once a day. Some of them you have to take two, three, four times a day. You don't know nothing about it. Yo, it's wild. It's wild. It's wild. I don't understand that. But they feel that way about supplements. Like anything that's like, they're like, oh no, it's it's natural, or oh no, it's a supplement. Like, oh no, it's fine, it's fine. It's like, I mean, what, what? Yeah, but it's not natural, y'all. That's the thing. So all supplements aren't natural. Some no, of them are they're just not. synthetic, synthetic versions of a thing, right? So your estrogen pill that you get from Amazon isn't organic estrogen. It's always synthesized from something. Um, your testosterone isn't organic. I don't even know what that means to have organic testosterone. You know, unless you, sure. <laughs> I mean, unless you dripping ball juice in your tea in the morning, ain't nothing organic about that testosterone. It's not like I what can't. we talking about. Like it's Whoa, all synthetic. Yeah. But that's not how um, they that's, see it. That's not how right. they see it. They see it as like, okay, if my doctor prescribes it and I have to go to the pharmacy to get it, then that is a medication and that is what I have to grill my doctor about. But I'm like, no, anything you put into your body, because they can order, like you said, all this stuff off Amazon, all this mm-hmm. stuff from these like random little pop-up supplement shops. I'm like, what mm-hmm. is this? What are you taking? They'll show me the bottle. I'm like, what is this? What is this? anyway yeah i literally have the picture of just ball juice stuck in my head so thank you for that. Ball juice. Ball drip. thank you appreciate it. <laughs> thank you thank you for that imagery 
That was great. Well, you know, I mean, you know, that that's what it is. Um, so proud of yourself. You know what I, I would like to see better in 2020? <laughs> I am very proud. Yes. On the, on the lines of ball juice. Not exactly, but you'll follow. Um, you know what I wish I, here's what I personally wish I could do better in 2024 is fix uh, sexual dysfunction in women. It is bothering me. It is bothering my soul because I have so many women that are low libido, no libido, and there is, it seems to be no solution. And I think it goes beyond, um, well, I think it's complex, right? I think it's complicated. And I just don't think we've got a good overall approach. Like as primary care doctors, like it, it always gets punted to OB for hormone replacement and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't think that, that we're answering women's questions. So if I had one thing to pick in 2024 that I could be better at, and I, and I, in fairness, don't know exactly how to be better at it, it would be loss of libido in women. Yeah, that's a tough one, though, because this is like so many different factors can affect that. Did we do it right. Oh, it's, a, it's, it's really tough to dissect. Um I don't think we did it. I don't think yeah. we did specific libido mm. in women. We've done yeah. like the function of the vagina, but right, we haven't right, done yeah. libido in itself because yeah, it's libido really is hard. complicated. It is complicated. Yeah, that's, a, that's a huge, huge topic. I mean, I don't, obviously, if you're coming into the hospital, you're not really telling me about your libido. Right. But, um, <laughs> that's the no least of your problems at that point. That's the least, least of your problems at that point. But I mean, in clinic, you know, when I was still working in clinic, that was a, a really big concern for a lot of the actually older um, patients that come in. Because, you know, there's always also that um, perception that, you know, the older you get, you just naturally don't want to have sex anymore, which is can't be further from the truth. Like, you know, you may not want to think about it, but, you know, grandma and grandpa, they're still getting down just you know, might be a little bit more crickety and stuff, but they still want to. And to give them that ability to do that is something that, you know, as health um, professionals, we can, we can help for them. So I I would be interested in in doing a topic on that. I think a lot of it, some of it could be related to some, like just menopausal symptoms that people are not telling or not saying the dryness, the vaginal dryness, and probably helping with that, that might help Mm -hmm. too, because that might, contribute to you not wanting to but a lot of it a lot of it could just be because of situation or maybe I don't know it's just like not something that you're thinking about really because of life I I think all of those things are things that they probably talk to like a sex therapist about this is mm-hmm. this is comp- more complicated than that. I don't think mm-hmm. we're listening to women. This mm-hmm. yes, women can have vaginal dryness, right? So I have I have patients that have vaginal like w- desire sex but find right, sex but painful due to vaginal right. dryness. But this is just their desire That's is not what gone. I'm talking about. This is my desire is gone, right? Like um what I'm talking about like you lost your heartbeat. They be like, mm. "Yes, that thing." It, but they're not depressed. And women know what I'm talking about. They're not depressed. Some of them are overworked, but not everybody, right? They're like, man, I looked up one day and I just didn't have it. The thing, the beat, the the clitoris, mm-hmm. that blood flow, that that thumping, that heartbeat thing where you're like, I am ready to have some sex. That part is missing. I think that the vaginal dryness may be part of a it. part of that whole thing. But I and I think we're and I think we're also combining them all together. So we're well, so women are saying, oh. I lost my libido and what we're fixing is their ability to engage in sex. That's not the same. Right. Mm -hmm. So we've Mm -hmm. got, 
we've got all of this stuff that helps women engage in sex, but we're not doing the things that helps them improve their desire to have sex, right? Their, their own internal trigger that says, I am aroused. I feel very erotic right now. I want to have intercourse. I think women are complaining about two different things in that case. And well, I don't think we have a good answer for it because we either say, well, there's a new medicine, uh, as Addy, that's mm-hmm. out that's supposed to improve sexual function in premenopausal women. So maybe that will help. But that's really the only first thing that's going on. I don't think we're teasing it out enough to really figure out exactly what women are saying. Well, this is think- Dr. Sunshine's um, avenue because she's a woman all day in her clinic. But I do think that they're different. No, no, I get what you're saying. And I, I don't know if it could be also, because, again, I think we've mentioned this before, like, also with sex and the foreplay and all of that, maybe it could be that there's not enough of that. And maybe that could be connected to the desire, too. Yes, but that goes back to preparing me to perform in a course. Of not I am talking about your it. own self-driven want. That is what women are complaining about. And we're fixing their, we're fixing their performance. Right. So so in many ways, we are we are masculinized in our approach to medicine because we're doing what we've always done for women. Oh, you got poor sexual function. Well, let me just make sure your vagina is working for that penis that you're about to take on. Okay, And as long as you can complete the act, then no harm, no foul. Women, what we're talking about is I I want to fix my own drive, right? I want to have my own self-initiated drive and I want to be able to engage in intercourse. And I think we're completely missing the mark on how to improve that component for women. Yeah, we got estrogen, um, you know, we've got primarine cream for restoring the environment. We've got lube for restoring the environment. We've got lots of different things. We've got therapy techniques for restoring the environment for performance. I'm talking about their own internal drive, like the thing that, that their body gives them their own indication that I want to have sex independent of whatever is happening. I just, some reason feel a little horny and I'm ready to get it on. That is the part I think the women are complaining about and we don't have a good solution to fix that. Well, the reason why you don't have a good solution is because the cause of it can come from multiple different things. So, Amy Jo was right because I see women all day, every day. I have this complaint from like all different ages and you do have to approach it from like a lot of different directions. Mm-hmm. Like it take and it takes a long time to really get through it in the visit. Um, where I typically start with that is I usually ask them, okay, is this something you've always felt or is this something that is new or when do you think the change happened? And then we usually tend to work backwards to figure out, okay, it hasn't always been this way. You did have really good libido. You did have really good sex drive until two years ago. Okay, let's go back to two years ago. What happened? Where are we? Take me there. So then Mm -hmm. it kind of helps you to kind of figure out, is this a hormone imbalance? Is this due to stress? Is this due to some type of sexual trauma that may have happened? Lots of things, their relationships with whoever they were dating, self-esteem, a lot of it. There's a lot of different things that go into it. Um, The ones I usually do refer to gynecology, so they go like even more in depth, is if they tell me, no, like I've never had good libido, like ever. Like even when I was a teenager through young adolescence, like I've never had a drive to have, like kind of like things that are like, oh, like you've never even reached this point before. Then I'm like, okay, we need to probably start like a workup, like a true workup on you. Um, But the ones who were like, no, I was good. 
you know, going through the motions, doing my thing until about three, four years ago. And especially if they're not menopausal, like Amy Jo was saying, if you're not like in your 50s transitioning menopause, things like that, then we usually try to work it out together. And sometimes it does involve mental health. Sometimes it does involve me checking some of your hormones. And sometimes it involves me trying to figure out what's going on. Is it structural? Is it psychological? Is it a little bit of both? Is it neither? So it gets a little, uh, gets a little complex. But it takes time. And like I can dedicate a, a whole visit to that. I can dedicate a whole visit to that. And then we'll usually have a follow-up. Yep. Because it affects their dating life, which affects their happiness, which then affects their mental health. So then it all affects everything. Yeah. Because they want to have sex. Most of the women in my office are like, Doc, I'm, I want to, I want to initiate. Like I want to be the initial trigger. Like I want to do it. I want to be ready to, for intercourse. And it is, it, it is, a, it's tough. So, mm-hmm. you know, here's 2024. Maybe we'll get, you know, better at that. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm it does take time. And um, it is an important topic, too. I just want to yeah. say, side note, I know y'all are not paying attention to this, but I'm watching this uh, Bucks-Lions game, and this, sh- oh. this shit is fucking wild. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, it it's, like, it's, like, insane. Every time I think oh, the game is, like, basically over, it's 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 not over. Yeah, you count us out. <laughs> we, we no, we I'm rooting for the Lions. I'm rooting oh, for the Lions. Right? I am. I Listen, I am all for this resurgence of Detroit. I am all for like Dan Campbell and him turning this team around. Like I am here for it. Like yeah. I, 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 I am, am, I'm with it. I might have to go back home for the next game to watch, um, to watch it in Detroit. Cause it's the city right now is on fire. It's, it's crazy. Oh, I'm, for, sure. for, I, I, I'm about to, I was actually drafting a text to send to Jorge, um, Cappy to mm-hmm. rub it in once we win but i'll wait till we actually for those for those that don't know we're talking about the nfl which is football yes. uh professional football we're talking about the detroit lions who are currently playing the tampa bay buccaneers um and the winner of this goes on to play the san francisco 49ers at a chance to go to the super bowl so just beat uh green bay by three Mm-hmm. They should have lost that oh, game. That's a topic yeah. for I another I saw the game but... last night too. That was insane. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's a playoff playoff season, Super Bowl season. Tis the tis the season. Not if to get us off that, track. That is not what Amy Joe was talking about. Yeah, it wasn't. But we, but we talk about those things too, y'all. Um, it's a. Uh, yeah, oh, a- in the in between time since last time we've been recording, you know, Michigan is like champions now, and like yes, I know, I know, Michigan and look and at Nick- the dance. <laughs> and then Nick broke all of our hearts. Coach Saban retired. Um, yes, you know, I, I want to say that, but I want to say that I'm heartbroken because I will miss him. Like you know, like it's it's been a good time watching him, you know, coach the tide. It's been but, a hell of a hey, run. He's like a, a hell, hell of a run. Like, the 17 season, something like that? Yeah, 17. Um, so, you know, for everything that Coach Saban has, you know, given us, I think he, he has earned the right to retire. But you never want to, you know, when, and he's on top, right? So everybody's always going to be sad because you're like, man, we were having so much fun. But, you know, people, you know, I think coaching similar to medicine. They'll never, they'll never voluntarily let you sit down. You just have to internally make that note to say, okay, the time mm-hmm. is now because yeah. people will always ask for more. And so, you know, coaching yeah. uh, from that standpoint. And so I'm wishing him well on his retirement. 
Um, I hope he gets to do all the things that he wanted to do. Um, and I hope he reflects on the time he had at Alabama. Um, cause he was great. It, it was great. So now we got a new coach, um, looks like a new team. Cause you know, people do what folks do yeah. when you get new coaches all the time. Everybody's going to be a lot of transferring people in and out, stuff like that. Um, and we're going to roll with it. Look, I, you know, people, everybody's always like, Oh, I'm like, listen, um, it is 2024. And for 17 years, we have had a good time. But for those of us who have been around and have been Crimson Tide fans for longer than that, if I can survive Dubos and Shula and I don't know, whoever. <laughs> look, if I can survive those years, the the Bama dark days, whatever, whatever we got, whatever we got coming, we're good. And, you know, it's, it's funny. I think about that time. I think about the time when we weren't losing, but when we, it was just like, we're going to come to this game. We're going to see who wins or loses, right? Like, you just know you're going to be like, I hope we win, but we could lose. I probably had more fun at those games than I did these. These felt a little bit more stressful because of the weight of winning. So I'm, you know, I'm still rolling the tide. We're gonna have a good time. You look at you looking forward to just being free. Like we could lose. Like, well, you know, like ah, I mean, it's whatever. I mean, (laughs) listen, spoken like a true fan. Spoken like a true fan. You ain't gonna leave. I mean, we're not gonna like sugarcoat that Alabama was like the pinnacle of like college football. Like it was. I mean, I I think the first time we played against you guys, we lost like I think it was like seven to forty. You know, it was something ridiculous. Um, so it's, it's, it's going to be sad to see him go. It was, it was definitely a very good matchup, but he definitely earned his, his right to retire. And I'm sure he'll go down in all, all the history books for Alabama. So, oh yeah, he will. We're losing I thought he was going to stay though. another year. Yeah. Wait, is Harbaugh year? leaving? Is that what I thought? I thought Saban would stay another year. I thought, nice. I thought after this season, I thought he was staying another year, but he said that he said, man, this season was hard. And I and I could feel him on that. You know, he was like, he used to be able to stay up all night and, you know, watch film till 2 a.m. and be back up at 6, ready to roll. He was like, yeah, get getting it. up these days is hard. And I suppose that's a good time to be like, you know. Yeah. And I, you, I think we all feel that in some way. I think it's good to retire on your own terms as opposed to retiring because you're sick and you can't. You know what I'm saying? Like. Right. When you read, were you watching these coaches mm-hmm. that are like, you know, famous, like infamous almost, and, mm-hmm. and somebody might as well be rolling them out and just send them up on the field, and you don't know who <laughs> making the calls when you came to them. Uh, nah, I, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to stay to that. And we've seen those coaches stay, like literally retire, go home, and back into the driveway and die. Like nobody's trying to do that. Like, oh my God. Oh you made all these millions. You know, you've won all these games. You won all these championships. Like you sent all these people to, you know, their professional sports i think it's nice to be able to go home kick your feet up and be like man i had a good run and just really Mm -hmm. coast Mm -hmm. isn't that the point of the exercise that you get to until you get to a point at some time where you can coast and reflect and go i did lots of good things right i i um my you know my own personal uh mantra for the year is you know i start off with i can do hard things but i told people like i can do hard things well and mm. I think it's nice to sit back and look and be like, I did hard things well, right? Because we can all do hard things, right? We've seen people, you go to medical school. Medical school is a hard thing. You can flunk out of it, but it doesn't mean that you did not do a hard thing, very, right? Versus yeah. I did hard things well, right? I I finished that degree. Um, I graduated from that program. You know, I successfully coached this team. I 
change this person's life, right? I can do hard things well. And when you're done with that, I think it is um, nice to sit back and say, I did exactly what I said I was going to try to do. And I did it pretty damn good. So um, Coach Saban has a super duper special place in my heart. Cause you know, he, you know, I've, I've, um, spoken to his teams before. And so, um, I've sat in front of that man and had to present to his, to his people. And so I am forever honored and I, I admire him. I think he's amazing. Um, as a, a tide, as a, as a athlete, a former athlete and an alumni. Thank you, coach Saban for all you have done. Oh, roll tide. Mm-hmm. Of course. Go blue. Oh God. Oh God. Well, before I go, I will um give you guys I'll give you guys a question. A question that was asked to me directly. It's not on our list of questions. I didn't even pull up our list of questions. But um I got a special request from someone who listens to the podcast in regards to like our new season, which we're in. Hey, we're here. We're back. <laughs> and four, they wanted to know if we we're going to do any more. You already know where this is going. They want to know if we're going to do any more uh, sexual health based episodes, as in of penis episode, vagina episodes, things of that nature. I continue to ask them, well, what aspect in particular would you like for us to explore on this uh, <laughs> realm of sexual health? <laughs> and uh, they basically were talking about a lot of the different signs and symptoms of the different STDs and how they can present differently. Um, A lot of people in my Mm -hmm. office and even this person I was talking to, they are really, really focused on herpes. I don't know why herpes is such a, it's such a office too. Like they're, they're really like hyper focused and hyper vigilant about like, do I have herpes? Can you test me for it? How do I not get it? Like, I don't, I don't get rid of it once you got it. That's the problem. I (laughs) mean, but like, but it's not like, so so no, yes. I, I so they want to they, they yeah. send messages they call and they're like do you think I got herpes and I'm like probably I mean you in about 75 I know right I'm like right. most people so, do yeah um but we did an do. episode about herpes though we did do an nah, episode about herpes already but they're I do want to do an other STDs I think I know that but they're specifically asking about another sexual health episode everyone's very interested in herpes and as in how do I know I have it how do you test me for it how do I not get it so on so forth and we can rehash it again we did do an episode dr chris you're not going crazy we did do an episode on it already um and then also and then also specifically like herpes in um pregnant women oh yeah we could do that now herpes in pregnant women that 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 uh ups the yeah. That so, the, so, um, so the levels, the levels, the levels of herpes. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like this there person loves to this. Wop and uh, what was the dick episode? How do we? I can't remember. Uh, that I don't know. Remember? I, I don't. I don't know if we talked about you it. You mean in the WAP, penis episode? But I was thinking of the penis episode. I know. Look, this is why. It, <laughs> hey, if your this kids are listening, we told late. you. We told you that kids mm. should not be up here listening to this because mm. you know. Dr. Nono dropping the D words out right, here. Um, right. Come get the D. Um, it's explicit. Yeah. I check it when I upload. I know. Episode, it is. That's so. what I said. Listen to the audience. We are we are not made for um, general consumption. Um, 
You know, I do want to do one. I was thinking about this too. So to the listener, answers yes, because I was thinking we should do a, it's not a yeast infection episode because, you know, y'all, everybody calls, oh, can you send me some fluconazole? I think I had a yeast infection. And you're like, girl, this is the fourth ep- uh, message you have sent about a yeast infection. I don't believe you. Come in, let's get swapped. And you know, we find nine times out of 10, you don't have a yeast infection. So we should talk about it. We should definitely talk about it um, because yeast infections, I think are uh, the scapegoat of all things broken with vaginas and people send them. They don't think anything of it. And even though they will send it, get the medicine, get treated and their symptoms linger. And instead of them thinking, oh, well, maybe it's not a yeast infection. They'll send you another message saying, oh, it didn't clear. Girl, that's not a yeast infection. You need to come in so we can see what this is. So yes, there's there we can talk about sexual health. Um, yes, they are. They are asking for. They are asking for another uh, for us to run it back. We can do that. We will We will talk about and that. We will do people, lots of things. The people who use boric acid, just just like that, just randomly. <sighs> yes. I had a new one, alcohol. I, I had a I had a, a person that was, you know, treating their itchiness by pouring. Wait, they're giving them like a vaginal enema with straight vodka, Tito's. No, no, like rubbing alcohol. Oh my god! What? How did that not hurt, girl? I'm sure it did. Oh, we will we will unpack that later. Oh my god! I um. Because I think there's all kinds, right? So, you know, I think it not being a yeast infection, what it is varies by age, um, what's going on in your life. Like, there's so many variations, right? Vaginas are a little finicky, right? They really are the true pussycats of the universe because similar to cats, they are finicky. Sometimes they want all the TLC. Sometimes they're like, don't touch me, get away. And so sometimes they're the best behaved thing you've got on your body. And then sometimes they are cutting up on you. You cannot figure out what you've done or not done to them. So I think uh, we, we are always here to talk about, you know, in, important sexual health. Because I want people to have happy pelvises, regardless of what organ <laughs> is down there. Um, I agree. <laughs> I'm with it. Yeah. I'm with it. And, and listen, the, y'all, listen, I know we said the Dr. Sunshine might be our honey's pregnancy and post-pregnancy streets, but send her your questions because I don't know who be touching Dr. Sunshine's inbox, but y'all always send such good questions. So shout out to, uh, you know, all the questions, the random questions y'all get and send us questions, please, because we need them. It drives our, it drives our um, topic sometimes. And it's just nice to know that y'all are listening. Mm-hmm. y'all want to know what's happening what's going on dr no no can you tell the people where to find us of course Oof, i've done this in a while so <laughs> um feel free to check out our website at the <laughs> oof, what is it com. uh send us questions to our website or to our gmail which is the chocolate mds at gmail.com and we're on facebook twitter instagram threads what was the other one? Spill. Um, so please DM us in any one of those uh, social media sites and we'll answer your questions and see you on the show. 
All right, guys. We've missed you. We're glad we're yeah. back. Season four. Yay. Let's get it. Season four in 2024. That's nice. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Oh <laughs> All, All right, right, y'all. Bye. Bye, Bye. everyone. Bye. This one.